Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Halloween is over. And it's now time for the spookiest time of the year. The time of endless Mariah Carey songs. Of constant family pressure. Of a nearly doubled suicide rate. Of creepy old men breaking into your house. And of all those people saying that you can't celebrate your holiday, but must celebrate their own holiday. That's right, it's the holiday season. Ooh, so scary. And to celebrate this scary time of year, we at the Paleobites Patreon are discussing the scariest dinosaur movie of all time, Corpse Bride. Now, how is that a dinosaur movie, you might ask? Well, it is about a fossil, is it not? Like the mummified Boreal Pelta corpse that we found. It's basically that, but Tim Burton and stop motion and spooky. I think it counts. Anyways, link in the description for you can get this bonus Paleobites Patreon content. Thank you for your support and have a spooky day! Roar! Growl! Snarl! Bellow! Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that'll crash and burn like the meteor hitting the Yucatan. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by fellow dinosaur connoisseur, <laughs> paleontological uh, Enthusiast. Say, enthusiast. I was trying to come up with a P word, but the only one I could come up with was pariah. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> it's Stephen Carl. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Happy to be here. Yes. After some technical difficulties, as per norm with the show. <laughs> so this is take two of this episode, but we'll we'll make it fun. Uh, we'll figure out a way to make it fun. So, um, But dinosaur-related question, and this is one I've actually been thinking about asking you for a while. Oh. Uh, and it's specific to you, I guess. Uh what got you interested in dinosaurs initially? <laughs> well, um, I think it was a mix between Jurassic Park, yes. like many kids, yes. and also Dinotopia. Yes. Oh, that was pretty good. When, yeah. I, when I was in first grade, my mom gave me 
um, Dinotopia and Dinotopia of the World Beneath. Ah, oh, so and good. I still have those two books. They're all beat up, but yeah. you know, they're well loved. I'm, I'm particularly and, a fan of the World Beneath. That one. I mean, the first one's good, but like the World Beneath is cool. Well, that's where it gets more interesting with different technology and whatnot. yeah, yeah. Different technology just expands the each book expands the lore a bit more, and I'm really yeah. sad that it looks like it's over. Like yeah, it's like James Gurney is still active on like social media and other stuff, but like he doesn't really. I think he's retired. I, I actually wrote him a letter back when I was at UNC asking yeah. if he would write a book about Outer Island, and he said. Dinotopia is always in the back of his mind, but he wasn't focusing on it at that time. And that was like 10 years ago. That's the thing. So. I mean, it's such a passion project for him that whenever we do get one, it will be from the heart. Right. Like like Journey to Shandara came out like 10 years after the last one. And you could tell like that was just, he had some great ideas and he went through it. So he still have one more, but just whenever he wants to. Mm, makes sense. I and mean, I would just love to see his new takes on some new dinosaurs. Like, Oh, right. There's been so many discoveries since Yeah, Shandara. like... Let's see. I'm trying to think of one that would be interesting. <laughs> like, the, I mean, in terms of like shapes, he'd have to put in Draco Rex. Draco Rex, How could he not Draco Rex and Sigma. <laughs> just show his stance on that. <laughs> put in that one. What was that one? There was an ankylosaur. I keep forgetting. There's this ankylosaur they found in Asia that was like a turtle that was a semi-aquatic. I need oh, to find the name of this. Yeah, one. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so that could be cool. Yeah, I know they they could throw in a Liviatin in the around the ocean. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's also true. Yeah, or Ma like maybe what is it called? What, like Diabloceratops. Diabloceratops, that could be cool. Or like Regaliceratops. I think you'd do good with that because the one with the the head looks like the crown. He does look like Oakthar. Yeah, kind of. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of good Ceratops they found recently. What was? Uh, ooh, uh, of course, Stegoros. That one be good. How? Because like talk about like using that one as a weapon, like that tail. But Dantopia is so peaceful. What would Stegoros do? You know, how would they use it? From It'd this be time? like a bushwhacker. Yeah, I could do like, or, or I could just be adorned with in, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the other books, there was a couple of spinoff books that were authorized by. What was the author's name? James Gurney. Not James Gurney. Scott. Scott Sinson. Yeah, I think he wrote a couple. And they go to Outer Island, and it's like incredibly thick jungle. Oh, okay. So I don't know if James Gurney would stick with that. But well, I think those are kind of like semi-canon. Like they're canon until told otherwise, right? Because like, like that. the the Journey to Shandara map included a lot of the because that map is so much more detailed than the other ones. It's it has lots it, of other stuff from the other side from books, the other books, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so that he included them in there. Yeah, nothing from the show though, but. That's true. The show is he he doesn't talk about the show. I mean, I, I like parts of the show. Like I absolutely adore it, even if it's different. The special effects do not hold up. Eh, they were they were good at the time. Yeah. I mean, I just I've seen it recently. I'm just like, oh like early two thousands made for T V CGI. Like it is kind of annoying that the sunstones yeah. that are way different from the sunstones in the book. It's true. They're they're real MacGuffins in that rather than like in the books where they're just kind of what do they do in the books in the movie and the, they're, I think they're so they're so important but there are power source in the books too but what? they look like like there really is a rock called sunstone and in the book they look like more of the real sunstone mm -hmm. except glows a little whereas in the movie it's like really they're pretty shiny and they're like magical they repel like predators and, and they yeah and they keep the predators away yeah so which is fun, but yeah. not what Gurney did. Anyway, anyways, we so uh, on that note, <laughs> they could they could throw in some uh, Neanderthals in there, right? And speaking of which, you know, that would be a different twist. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the Hobo Neanderthalensis, or Neanderthals, named after the Neanderthal Valley in Germany. 
where their first identified specimens were found. The type is a hominine, a group of great apes originating from Africa that includes chimpanzees, gorillas, bonobos, and humans. Mm-hmm. These guys were some of our closest relatives yes, ever. But not our direct ancestors. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's a, that's a very important um, misconception. Yes. Size 5.5 feet. So that's 1.5 to 1.7 meters tall, 146 to 171 pounds, 66 to 78 kilograms. Since they're so close to humans, we can actually use body mass index calculations on them, which is great. <laughs> so the average weight based on a sample of over two dozen specimens, so their typical BMI was around 27 to 28, which is actually overweight for modern humans. But since they lived in the bleakest parts of the Ice Age, unless they weren't exactly living in the height of luxury, right, that right. must admit they were just more robustly built. Yes. But then again, most nutritionists say now that BMI is bullcrap. <laughs> but... <laughs> According to it, I'm obese. Like, not even overweight, just obese. Mm, I wouldn't call it. Like, I'm definitely overweight, but I am i don't know if I'm obese. Nah, I, th- I think that they're exaggerating. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe when I'm thinking of obese, I'm thinking of, like, morbidly obese, where it's like... That is what you generally think of. But I guess I could be obese. considered obese. Maybe you're just secretly a Neanderthal and you're not telling me. Uh, I am pretty hairy. So... <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, diet omnivore, like me. And unlike you, I guess I should say... <laughs> so maybe i am a neanderthal a time late pleistocene 500,000 to 40,000 years ago yeah they didn't last long Mm -mm. uh location all throughout eurasia it was described in 1864 although i guess described as one thing because we our ancestors our early homo sapien ancestors did encounter them so right described scientifically for the first time uh pop culture appearances many different caveman documentaries but most notably in walking with beasts which I thought was pretty cool because they used actors there. Like, yeah. Oh, they should have used actors for the Australopithecus, I reckon, because they look kind of weird being CGI. I did see Walking with Cavemen. And yes, they that's used, another one they did. Right. They used actors for all of those. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, you can have them look like the Planet of the Apes apes or like the apes in 2001 A Space Odyssey. It looks more fitting. Like, for I don't know why they use CGI for the Australopithecus. I guess because they just. They're trying to... It's the trend. It's what they do. They were, they? I guess they're trying to make it mix with the other animals, I guess, to show that they were still like other animals. Maybe. Still more apish than mm-hmm. humanish. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess that makes sense. I think this is a really cool fun fact. Um, for the soundtrack for Walking with Beasts, most of the time it's just instrumental. In the Australopithecus episode, there's some vocals for the first time, but it's not like anything... Like right. it's, it's not like anything chanting. It's just... Ooh, ooh. You yeah, know, just to yeah. show that there's there's something happening here. This is the dawn of yeah. mankind. And then when the Ice Age episode, when you do see Neanderthals and you see uh, humans, there's chanting in the soundtrack. That's so cool. Yeah, so... I really must hunt it down and watch it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. It's my favorite of the Walking With trilogy, I think. That's high praise. Yes. <laughs> um, also, apparently, they are in the movie The Croods. The Croods are Neanderthals, although Ryan Reynolds' character is a modern human. Right, right. But man, I really don't like those movies. I know you're, you, I still haven't seen it myself, but as I understand, it's not, it's a lot of weird made up creatures rather than actual dinosaurs. Which I guess is, well, not just dinosaurs, just not even like real animals. There's like spider dogs or like squirrels with two heads or like owl cats. Did you say a squirrel with two heads? Yeah. The, one on each side. The, Oh, that's even weirder. No. So, like, there's, like, a front on one and then a front on the other. It's very disturbing. Yeah. And, like, I'm just like, okay, I get it. It's an anime movie. You can do whatever you want. Like, some of them are cool designs. Like, the owl cat looks actually pretty cool. Okay. But they're cavemen. 
you'd had the chance to use prehistoric animals and you deliberately did not take that chance. That's abominable. <laughs> it was like, I'm suffering from prehistoric animal withdrawal watching those movies. <laughs> Evolution of humanity is not a simple line. That whole mural of ape walking up on its legs and becoming man is greatly misleading. Mm. As it's not really how evolution works. Like most of the creatures li- leading up to man are still around, like monkeys and apes in particular. Because evolution is not a line, it's a branch. Right. And some branches last longer than others. In some way shorter. I've gotten into debates with some people who are um, not into the theory of evolution. Mm. And they tell me, you can't show me one in-between animal? I'm like, uh, yeah, have you heard of Australopithecus? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the way evolution works, literally everything's an in-between animal. That's also true. <laughs> like, we are probably, assuming we survive long enough, we are in-between something only, else. The thing about humanity that's different from other animals, though, is that we don't we don't change to fit the environment. We change the environment to fit us. That's true. So we might not evolve because of that. How weird is that? Yeah. We uh, could. I mean, like, maybe. Again, like, it all depends on, like, what's considered attractive, like, and what's considered a certain way. I mean, I true. guess one way I think we're going to evolve, and this is what a lot of racists are really afraid of, is that once globalization becomes more common, we'll all just be, like, a slightly darker shade of, like, almond brown. No, you're probably right. Like, <laughs> we'll honestly, all just be. I mean, the same kind of brownish color. I've heard that, just statistically speaking, the the population of white people overall is decreasing. And yay, you know, <laughs> you know that's that's just the way it is. <laughs> I, I, I heard this really bad joke from this uh, comedian on I saw on TikTok where he was talking about he was this black comedian and he had this really dark joke about like oh no he's, he's well it's like. He said, like, y'all think Jesus was white, and here's how I know Jesus wasn't white. If he was white, he would have gotten off with a warning. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, he was nailed to the cross. So. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, my God. That's one way to put it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, but so... um. So th- these were not in the line, like I said earlier, leading up to modern human evolution. As both uh, Homo sapiens and Homo neanderthalus both evolved from Homo erectus, Correct. which I've done an episode on previously, uh, that went to Europe, while Homo sapiens evolved from Homo erectus that stayed in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, Homo erectus, you know, the Homo erectus went to Europe, became Neanderthals, went so to Africa. I think it's been... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So far concluded that Neanderthals are older than humans, but again, we did not directly spring from them. Yes, yes. Like, like, like I said, that's 500,000 years ago, and right now, although it does keep going further back, 
Right now, it's 200 or 300,000 years ago as Homo I've sapiens. I've heard 300,000 is the highest estimate so far. And 290,000 years of that is just us being hunter-gatherers. That's yeah, crazy. Us just fighting wild animals and trying to figure out how to like our agric- next meal. Agriculture didn't happen until about ten or 9,000 years ago. It's just it's like, so wild to think about. It is. What yeah. are we doing? <laughs> like, it took us that long to realize that we could put our plants... I mean, I guess with the Ice Age, permafrost, it made it difficult. But <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then again... It could be something like in the classic documentary 10,000 BC, where there's a civilization <laughs> that just got wiped out that yes, we don't of know course. about. <laughs> so, uh, but so, th- so Neanderthals are our cousins rather than our ancestors. Yes, that is a better way to put it. So, as a species of human that lived in Europe during the Ice Age, Neanderthals have many adaptations to the cold that modern humans lack, such as large noses built for inhaling colder air. Mm-hmm. I know that they had a cranial ridge. They did have a cranial ridge that helped protect their brain, I think, from like mm. impact. They're built for like tough lives. They had stockier bodies, thicker bones. They were uh, hairier as well, while still maintaining the relative hairlessness first evolved by their Homo erectus ancestors. The human family as a whole, I heard this recently, lost their body hair about one million years ago <laughs> compared to chimps. Uh, and evidence for this is due to the evidence of lice found in human fossils, oh. which transitioned from body lice to head lice, and there's no pleasant way to say this, pubic lice oh dear. around this time. Whore <laughs> <laughs> cave people. <laughs> Talk about a hard life. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason we've developed clothes, like get the lice out. I met, You know, I've <laughs> often wondered. Like, I, mean, I thought it was because the ice age happened, we just trying to keep warm, but, but then like, why did we lose the fur to begin with? You know? Yeah, there must have been some... You think that we would keep the fur if the climate was changing, but then again, if they were far enough south, it wouldn't have mattered as much. That's so... why I think it makes sense because, like, because like having clothes, especially in nature, if you sit down on a rock on your bare butt cheeks, that it's hurts. Not going to be comfortable. <laughs> no, it hurts. But, but then, so you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to put on clothes to fix that. But then, why would you have bare butt cheeks in the first place? I've... So maybe. I'm just speculating. Maybe there was a disease or something. Yeah, but and... it somehow made it work. Uh, but that's why I think, yeah, it makes sense the Homo erectus that lived in tropical Africa. They didn't have to worry about it as much. Right. And they're still probably hairier than we are now. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, assuming uh, we got they... less and less hairy the more clo- time we start wearing clothes. That probably also is part of it. I mean, if you're not getting a regular haircut, you're mm-hmm. still going to be somewhat hairy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't, you'd have razors and other stuff. It's interesting to note many um, indigenous cultures around the world pre-contact to westerners they did not wear clothes or very little at all mm-hmm. so i don't know it's humanity uh, was naked for a long period of its time uh, it's how god intended it <laughs> <laughs> but i just i like saying that even though i'm not really religious it's just funny <laughs> so but um Neanderthals did have hard lives, though, even if they didn't, if they went past the pubic lice issue, <laughs> um, uh, with about 80% dying before the age of 40. They did have quite the culture, though, um, with quite sophisticated technology for the time, including industry of stone tools, fire adhesives, clothing, seafaring across the Mediterranean, which is just crazy to yeah, think about, medicine, cooking, and food storage, which I wonder, like, food storage, does that mean, like, do they have, like, equi- primitive versions of like ice boxes maybe an ice box or a larder of some sort yeah like like it's just um it makes me like i want to clear up the misconception that they're dumb brutes there are so many books and movies where they're portrayed as idiots and you know primitive no these were smart people i think when like i talk about this with lexi because like when you think of like the typical the stereotypical caveman it's like you oak me oak yes exactly but 
that's actually more Homo erectus, I think, because probably because we think that their language was much more primitive, more like simple grunts. Language didn't first really start until like I think both Homo uh, sapiens and Homo neanderthalus developed it more independently with each other. Mm. So, so the more stereotypical human isn't Homo neanderthalus; it's Homo erectus. There are several books that I have read that guess or suggest that neanderthals couldn't speak very well so like they had sign language or they had like you know very raspy um you know voices or were telepathic (laughs) that'd be cool Uh, which would be really cool um yeah so it's that is also an inaccuracy there's no reason for us to believe that they couldn't speak well, like I mean, we like, that's the thing. People have said that if you put a Neanderthal in modern clothes and put him in the modern day, people would just think he was just a normal human. Maybe just a little bit weird looking with the big nose. Right. But, big nose, big head. But, but like, yeah, he could, he could get away with being just a human, you know. Um, but as well as uh, all that technology, they had culture mm-hmm. with not just the cave paintings. Those are famous, but uh, uh, them, but also ornament crafting, weaving a feather, claw and shells, musical instruments such as flutes and drums, which is really cool. And even evidence of religious beliefs. Yes, yes. Like, these were people, like people, people. People, people, even though they were a somewhat different species. Like yeah. there's even, I talked about this in the previous edit, um, there's a cave that they found in mm-hmm. Europe uh, with a whole array of bear skulls. And apparently the way the skulls were arranged suggests yeah. that it was arranged for a ritualistic purpose rather than just they piled a bunch of dead bodies in there. So... I like to think they use them like with, as the thing with their drums, like boop, boop, boop. <laughs> sort of like you the know, Ewoks they... banging on Stormtrooper helmets. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I've always liked the Ewoks. I don't know why people get, get crap on the, the Ewoks. The Ewoks are adorable. They're How adorable. could you pick on the Ewoks? And also, it, like, it shows that anyone can fight the Empire if given enough. Like, they took down some AT-AT. Well, ATSTs. I mean, they didn't they did it in realistic ways. Like, they still struggled, but they, they used ropes. They used logs. Right. They Guerrilla tactic. So, um, anyways, on that note, <laughs> uh, the, the population of Neanderthals always remains small due to harmful gene variants, competition with modern humans, and adaptations to the cold, rendering them unable to survive when things mm. got warmer. And so they went. And uh, yeah. although there's a lot of Neanderthal d- DNA still in a lot of people, which is crazy, yeah. So I guess there was some intermingling. Uh, there was, yeah. There's a lot of evidence that there was intermingling, and apparently. Um, there's theories that the gene that causes red hair came from Neanderthals. Makes sense. And there's also evidence that some people who have uh, specific Neanderthal genes are more susceptible to COVID. Oh, oh well, I guess it makes sense. Harmful gene variants eventually. Right, <laughs> who would have right. thought with COVID would come into the picture here? <laughs> uh, but then, like, I actually did I actually did not put this in this, but I remember I just remember this now. So this wasn't the previous either, because normally you can't breed with someone of a different species. Or at least you can, but you can't. the 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 hybrid can't breed right further. often. Uh, often, uh, there's people suggesting that Homo neanderthalus is actually Homo sapiens neanderthalus, the subspecies rather, and then we're Homo sapiens sapiens. Right. So, I've I've heard that debate as well, and it, it could be because they are so similar. And we both evolved from Homo erectus, so right. So maybe we are just the same. Subspecies. So there was like. Homo erectus, then like Homo sapiens primus or whatever, like the original one. And then that evolved into Homo sapiens, sapiens, Homo sapiens. I don't know how scientists figured this out, but some scientists say that um, if there was a male Neanderthal and a female Homo sapiens, their child would be fertile. Okay. The other way around uh, with a female Neanderthal and a male Homo sapiens, the child is less likely 
to be fertile. And mm. I have no idea where they determined that, but I have read. Is that just, that. oh, that's just weird. That's just as weird for me to think about because Neanderthals are so much bigger and stronger. So having a big, strong man against a smaller woman, that just, that, that seems problematic. I, like, I, that's, I, what were you, Neanderthals, get your, get your crap together. Don't, <laughs> don't be predatory. Oh, God. Like, one really exciting development that they've had with Neanderthals yeah. is that they found an entire clan. Like usually, until now, we've found like you know a few skeletons here and there, but right. they found oh. an entire clan uh, held up in a cave in Siberia. Yeah, it was really cool. Apparently, this happened really recently. Like uh, this happened. In, uh, this article about it came out in October twenty of uh, October twentieth, twenty twenty two. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm recording this in early November, but it'll probably come out a little bit later. But yeah, so that's a whole family. That's pretty cool. Like a source, real sense of community. Yeah. To it. Did they, they? I guess they could find out genetically uh, they, that they're all related. They did. Yeah. It says like yeah, like a close, including a father and his teenage daughter. So I mean, unfortunately, it appears that there they, was a bad storm or something, and they, they all died. Died. So yeah. that's yeah, tragic. But I mean, it gives us insight into how they lived. Yeah, exactly. It was a show. Just once more, there was a really hard life for them mm-hmm. because like they could just, you know get killed by it could have been they couldn't leave the cave because of the storm and they might have starved to death right or they could have just a violent storm could have just froze them i don't know but you know like if they find a few more discoveries like this then that could give us a really solid look into their culture especially genetically like that too yeah like you, <laughs> you could see like the dna and stuff so that's pretty cool Oh, man. Let's rate Neanderthals one out of 65 million. So, uh, mm, mm, I'm going to give them like 56 million, I think. They're... I was I was going to give them like 50, 55 million because, yeah. you know, they're our underrated cousins. They are underrated cousins. They're really cool. And they're not as dumb as people think they're. Very smart. Exactly. They had really good technology. Don't listen to Clan of the Cave Bear. They were actually really intelligent. And in fact, I'd probably argue that, like, I mean, look at, I mean, yeah, the technology was kind of primitive, but look at ours back then, too. Right. <laughs> I mean, Ours was probably worse. If they had had a chance over the next 100,000 years, maybe they would have developed something like yeah, a like, chance like us. Who knows? If the Ice Age kept going, like if they, maybe they could have figured out how to do agriculture even in the ice. Uh, probably not, but... <laughs> and, I don't or know. some sort of different sort of way to keep food stored. I mean, they did have food storage. That's the true. The whole thing with maybe agriculture... Just the whole on that. benefit of agriculture was having all your food in one place rather than having to hunt and gather for it. So maybe they could have figured out some other way to do that. Hmm. Like having mammoth farms. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Underground cave, geothermal caves where they yeah. grow mushrooms. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ooh, I like that. <laughs> There's an alternate history for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this week. If you want to get the whole of the show, and contact me at methodologcreator.com for any general questions to any of the co-hosts. You can find me on social media at methodologcreator on Facebook at methodology 64 everywhere else, which includes Instagram, Twitter, uh, however long it may be with Elon Musk running into the ground. <laughs> I used to think Elon Musk was cool. I and now I'm just like... You laid off a bunch of people from Twitter. I'm not happy. No, and it, it's just like, oh man. And I, I know a lot of people who have a lot of relationships professionally with Twitter that are threatened. That's not good. Yeah, so, and they're trying to... Like, apparently, this is relevant, I guess, to Paleobites. There's a, another site called Mastodon Make that the new Twitter, but it's got a lot of issues with it too. So, oh, mm. hold on, let me, let me check. It'd be a good fit for Paleobites if it were, if there were no issues. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. Um, but, but yes. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, uh, so I um, yeah, what can they find you? Yes, yes. And what? We'll plug you. <laughs> Let's plug yourself. Uh, so yeah, I um have written a novelette 
The Spark, which is available mm-hmm. through Heroes Publishing. My Very good. work has appeared in a bunch of uh, short stories, uh, mag- short story magazines, and an anthology. You can find out my work at s t e p h e n c c u r r o dot com. dot com. Yes, good stuff. Um, I also have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic. Uh, available for print and Kindle. No Neanderthals in that. They'd be more likely, but still not, to be in my other book series. Well, there's just one so far, Tesla Nauts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least temporarily speaking, they'd be closer to that than they Megazoic. I <laughs> um, also have another podcast called The Ritzwit, currently on indefinite hiatus, but may come back soon. You never know. Ooh, keep Ooh. posted, or stay posted. <laughs> yes, stay posted. Anyways, all right, that's it for this week. It's at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites. Okay, so I know they don't go, ugh. Be ugh, you ugh. But what, okay, what? They were just. I'm a Neanderthal. I will say Akita, like in one uh, when dinosaurs rule the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.